<laughs> Welcome to the Maladjusted Monkeys, episode three. I'm Tommy Archer. Join with me always from now on anyway. My co-host, a man who without me, none of him would be possible. It's Shane Klupp. Cheers, Tommy. <laughs> Mate, good to have no, you no, back. everything. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you are more than welcome. Um, mate, it's been a couple of weeks. I know, it's been too long. Yeah, it's your fault you moved to Ipswich. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. We're, yeah, we're, we're back in the original studio. It is fucking cold this morning in Ipswich. I'm wearing my best dad jumper. Mate, that haircut, I can't get over it. You oh, are looking good. Cheers, mate. You are looking good. Flannel, new flannel. <laughs> No, dude, I'm pretty sure... Is that a flannel? Yeah, it's one of the ones we bought. Like, oh, fuck. Well, again, don't say, well, don't say we. We don't own a house together or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right? No, again, going back to like everything I owe to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, this yeah. This shirt is one of those things. Oh, we're well, looking good, mate. <laughs> uh, mate. A lot happened the last few weeks. We've had Anzac Day. We're turning. We're both turning 30 basically this weekend, having our party tonight. Well, let's start with Anzac Day. What'd you do? Oh, I got pretty lucky, actually. I was able to go uh, back home to Maribor and spend it with... Uh, my grandfather and my great grandfather. Okay. Um, yeah, got, all got to. Oh well, me they and my, both served. Yeah, so my yeah. great grandfather was World War uh, World War Two veteran, and my grandfather's a Vietnam veteran. Um, and then also my dad and my my uncle Marsh as well, wearing um, my grandfather's uh, biological father's medals and my grandmother's um, father's medals as well. So yeah, there's right. five five generations of us uh, marching together. Jeez, so. I didn't know that. I know you. I always know like your grandfather served. But yeah, I didn't know yeah. You had that much history throughout the family. Yeah, man, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Like I remember the first time I went back to Mar after coming back from Afghan, and uh, that first march I did with him was pretty, uh, pretty awesome because I looked up to him so much as a young fella, and he yeah. was the main reason why I wanted to join the army. So being able to march side by side with him, and so you marched this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so. And then um, what'd you do after the march? I uh, went back to the RSL with them, and obviously had a few a uh, few beers and caught up, and it was awesome because so much so because my father and uh, my uncles live in Townsville, so they all came back and that's cool. Was, yeah, just huge family catch up. It was uh, really good, and then uh, went down to Harvey Bay, which is about half hour away from Maribor, and caught up with my mum and uh, one of my other schoolmates who yep. was a, a medic. And um, yeah, so it was a probably one of the best Anzac days I've had in a long time. Obviously. Um, bit off of uh, <laughs> the going, usual yeah, the usual thing of going into the city and um, all that um, peacocking and, and whatnot. So, yeah, well, I think this is the first Anzac Day where our tight group of mates haven't been together. Yeah. And like, so I didn't go into the city. Either. I didn't go into Brisbane City. Either. It's uh, I had to be convinced by the missus to actually wear my medals and do anything. Oh, really? Yeah, the days leading up, I was anxious about it. I don't know why I was anxious about it. I just didn't really want to do anything. So where did you go? Did you go into the city to watch the march? So we well, we actually got up late, and mm. then just, it's so hard to do the dawn service with the young fellow at the moment. Yeah. So he yeah let him sleep through. Got up, had um, like a barbecue brekkie with our neighbour, and then I put the suit on and the medals. We went to Ipswich CBD and watched the march just so a little fella could um, see that. He loved it, and then um, went to oh fuck, I wish I could remember the name of it. There's a pub in Ipswich. We, uh, met up with Muller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I wish I could remember the name of it. Great pub. Yeah. Probably the best Anzac day for me because walked in and wasn't full of, wasn't wall to wall with AJs with medals. <laughs> yeah, that, yes. That's had, had lunch, had a few drinks. Mate, people, like random people kept wanting to buy me drinks. Bar staff said, oh, no, that, you know, this drink's on me. Oh, wow. Yeah, which you wouldn't get. No. No. In Brisbane, when we normally oh, go. I imagine in. that, them trying to give out free drinks to them. Yeah. Oh, no. Shock horror, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah, like it was good, and then 
Mate, I was home by like three or four in the afternoon, eating hot chips, tomato sauce. That's it. Yeah, nice. That's all I did. Well, I was actually talking to um, my partner about it, and um, I'm not too sure um, if I, like, in the upcoming years, because it's such a um, big trip, and usually it'll fall midweek or something like that, so Madison can't always come back because she can't get the time off. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to do something like that with... Um, with us boys and um, mm. do something a bit more low key because I'm finding more and more that uh, I'm getting a lot more out of it. Um, being able to talk instead of uh, going into the city yep. and you know being packed in with a bunch of uh, I guess modern veterans who um, have a bit more of a mentality of of partying it up. Um, yeah, I, instead it, of more of a even the way you just said that sounded so old. Partying it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're all guilty of but um it was good because not even like talking to my 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 grandfather and great-grandfather but talking to other older veterans and whatnot i I found i got a lot more out of that than um than just going out there purely to get myself written off and yeah and i think that's where why this year was good for both of us like Mm. like i said i didn't want to wear the medals i'm still figuring out why i felt like that i'm not too sure what it was but yeah not being there's something about every other year we've gone into um, Brisbane. We always get the same part. We go to the Plough Inn. Shout out to the Plough Inn. Still love that place. Yes. Still got awesome ribs. Nothing against the Plough Inn. But uh, it's just, yeah, every AJ's there, everyone. It just becomes into a pissing contest yeah. for some reason. And then there's a point in the day where everyone's that blind. There's fights that start. And yeah. I don't know. It just gets messy. It's not, it's, I, yeah, I don't feel it's in the spirit of what it's meant no, to be at all. No. And even the, like, the public perception of Anzac Day. Yeah. You know, as well, like, uh, it just gets a little bit too much. You see all the ads, it's starting to become really commercialized. And it, yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, well, I was happy with what I did. A couple of drinks, quiet one, mm. and that was it. No, it's funny that um, you bringing up the not wearing, wanting to wear the gongs. Mm. That's something that came out in my last session. Um, she noticed actually there was a bit of a, a trend in some of the things that I was talking about. And one of the things that kept coming... Um, that I kept saying was about uh, kind of uh, feeling just entitled to my own um, my own identity in a lot of ways. And yeah. So with with the medals, like I, I still uh, feel a lot of times like I didn't really earn my medals over there, like because I were you know I think we talked about it last time like yeah. comparing ourselves to diggers of old and what they went through compared to what I guess we went through, and then. Um, you know, I don't know, you know this, but uh, I identify as Aboriginal and like you look at me and, you know, white as, but I grew like yeah. my, my, my grandmother raised me and she's a full-blooded Aboriginal. So I grew up to, you know, um, think of myself as Aboriginal and yep. um, other things like that. And so like, I don't, I don't feel entitled to even consider myself Aboriginal. I don't feel entitled to my medals. And, and she said to me that um, I don't, like she doesn't think that, um, or still, I never thought about it in these terms, but even if my skin was darker, even if I got into more contacts and saw saw more things like that, that I would still probably feel that same way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's an interesting, um, it's been interesting the last few weeks trying to work out why that is and um, what is it that's driving me to feel that way and, and whatnot. Because like at the end of the day, we, we, we both lost a close mate and saw yeah. things over there and whatnot, but to still on some level feel like 
or haven't earned those medals is there's obviously uh, an issue there that yeah well i think we kind of touched on it that last episode where yeah we we compare ourselves to all the guys that have gone before us but even like the guys that went into afghanistan like a year or two before us like yes there yeah. was such a big there's so many contacts and firefights that you hear about the trips and mm. you know lost a fair few guys so when we went on our trip we were chasing that you know we were infantry so we were chasing that contact we wanted it and then you know we get trained up so much it's kind of like you know like a junkyard dog you know you get treated like shit all the time and get ready to to go and they're kicking your cage all the time <laughs> the cage opens and there's no one there yeah, yeah. You, you never you never get that bite and then righto back in the cage you know and then yeah. you talk you catch up with the other junkyard dogs and they're like yeah we fucking bit this dude and bit this dude you're like, i didn't get a bite yeah, yeah i got none of that so yeah there's that and oh, i can't remember if you remember this i want to say it was the march we did after our deployment maybe it was one we did just before but we were marching through brisbane and we stopped at the front of the i think it was gil hurley's and there were a whole bunch of guys on the balcony that were um, from our battalion that had gotten out, and they were already pissed. It was like nine in the morning. Yeah. Do you remember that they were spitting on us. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but I do remember you telling me about that afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's stuff like that where you think, oh, you know, like mm. I don't feel like I've earned my medals because the guys that have been on the trips before me, yeah, you know, spit on me, tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, your trip was nothing compared to mine. So of course we're gonna be worried about it and go, ah, oh, fuck. I don't want to wear my medals because I felt like I didn't earn them. But yeah, yeah, you grab someone off the street and say, "Hey, go to Afghanistan for a couple of months. See if they want to do it." Mm. You know, at least we did that. We got to we we got to start learning to be proud of what we did. Yeah, for, for what it was. I mean, yeah, uh, not everyone's going to have that that same experience, and that's mm. that's fine. Like, and I mean, it, I, even like one of our close mates mm. who was I, I can comfortably say was definitely one of the most switched on guys out of us and probably mm. um could I? Yeah, yeah. achieved um more I, th I think in his career like reached slightly higher heights with his professionalism and and the training that he did and he was promised one trip and then got that taken away from him and then got put was promised another trip and then got that taken away from him and then yep. when everything was said and done like left the military with with no medals to show for it but you know out of Pretty much everyone that I went over with, like I, I would have taken Kurt over um, a lot of the other guys that I did. But yeah, know, it's just oh, mate, hundred percent, I know what you mean. Yeah, someone's sitting in an office throwing darts at a at a wall of pictures, and that's how they. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just guys. like you know, everyone deserves to go, especially you know Kurt and all our mates, yeah. Vitz as well. He's taking photos right now. Like he deserved to go over with us. Yeah. but it's like, is like it was luck of the draw. You know, mm. we were just. We were just holding the fucking thing when the music stopped. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, we're the ones holding, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're holding the pass on. They're like, right, oh, Archie, you can go up. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, I want to talk to you about something that happened here a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah, yeah, yeah. can you walk us through that? Like, you you called me. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was just after we recorded that last episode. And I know you were feeling good after we recorded that, venting mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff. What, what happened, man? So, obviously, I was, I started uh, engaging in uh, in therapy through um, VVCS. So VVCS is kind of outside of the scope of um, of the Defence Force. So you can go and talk to VVCS, and they um, 
you know, for free and um, they don't, they'll, you know, do all their reporting internally and they won't, um, they don't report back to the army or anyone about what you're talking about or anything like that. I'm like, obviously, unless you, you're threatening to hurt other people or yourself, in which case they have to, um, you know, obviously report that. But yeah. other than that, you, you're free to go in there and talk about whatever you want. And so um, I, I'd let work know that that's what I was doing and they were being very supportive of that. And then <laughs> it just so happened that um, coming up that week after the podcast, I had my, my uh, five-year medical come up and uh, obviously being in a good, good place with it where I was being proactive and I was getting things sorted out. I felt like I was on a good path. Um, I felt very comfortable being honest in that medical and a part of that is a um, like a prelim psychological assessment where you just you know tick the boxes and how you feel and whatnot so you know normally you you know where to tick to make sure you're going to get through but on this one I thought yep. well make, make sure myself I'm covered under um, you know work will cover me if something down the track happens I'm going to be covered for it rah, 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 rah. go through the medical and physical no worries with that kind of stuff and then at the end she kind of turned around and went uh, so what are we going to talk about now I went to, and kind of took me back a little bit I'm like oh I'm not sure what do you mean because I'd already um, explained to her that yep I was seeing BBCS I'm doing this work supportive so I thought there would be no dramas there yep and she's like okay well look I, I because of the way you've indicated on your uh, prelim test I, I had a look at you because I'd seen a, a military psychiatrist uh, last year um, for a bit of a top-up and she was having a look at what I was talking about there and so like, can you just tell me what you're going through now and whatnot and I was just very candid and explained to her um, what was going on and whatnot, and as a, as a result of that, uh, I was uh, mech downgraded, which essentially means that um, there's, I think there's three or four classifications for your your fitness uh, in the military. Like J1 is good to go. J2 is you've you've got an injury, but you can work within certain restrictions. And then J3 is um, there's an issue, be it like broken arm or or yeah, torn yeah. something, or, or or with your mental health that. Um, essentially means that you need to get rehabilitation before you're fit for duty again, uh, which was, holy shit, man, like it threw me, like, because I'd never, I'd never uh, gone through any kind of that process and all of a sudden she's talking about medical review boards and, and, and all these other things that I had heard about but never fully understood the process of. And so it's like, I kind of went to do it and a little bit, like real quick, I'm like, no, 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 look, everything's fine. It's not too bad. It's sweet. Do you remember what you, what you said in the um, questionnaire that? Oh, so you, you, uh, the, um, it's essentially like how you're feeling like uh, in the last three months uh, on a scale of one to five, how anxious do you feel? A lot yep. of the time, some of the time, those kind of questions. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, how often do you feel like those things and mine, I think indicated moderate or severe or something, depression and anxiety. Yep. And um, so I guess, like, like I was talking about last time after, to, to like, you know, having a bad day and, you know, those still sort of thoughts come up and not that I'm going to act on them, but um, I guess the analogy I used with her was it's kind of like uh, when you fantasize about winning the lottery, what you do with your, your winnings and things like that. For me, it's kind of the same way. It's kind of like, Oh, if I next myself, shit, yeah, problems are over. But it's it's a it's a thing that I think about, but I know that I'm not going to act on. Yeah. Um, so yep. obviously that raises flags for people, and uh, <laughs> especially in the current climate, um, 
with well, the military and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, soldiering, you're around weapons and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so, so what, so them, so people who don't understand, when you get told you're being met, uh, met, uh, downgraded, what does that mean for you? So from that, I get a, uh, what we call a chit, um, which is essentially just a, a bit of paper that says what I can and can't do at work. So um, mine essentially said I wasn't allowed to drive military vehicles, yep. not allowed to touch weapons, not allowed to go near live ammunition. Um, so, I mean, like, and it's just, for, in, in my own head, it's, it's fucking ridiculous because I know I would never do anything yep. to hurt anyone around me or, or myself, but, you know, the more I think about it and like talking to my my hierarchy and other people, like it's I think what she, what that what she's doing is just giving me enough space to be able to seek help and continue to seek help because I mean we've got some big exercises coming up soon that you know I'd be away for almost two months yeah. like I was meant to go on a, a ship for a couple of months and shit like that so if I did that that would set back my so. So now, so you've obviously been given the chit. Yeah. You can't go on exercise? No, I'd have to get waiters and stuff in my work. Okay. Like, we're not even going to bother. Like, one, it's not going to be good for you because, um, you know, we want you to stay here. We don't want you to discharge. We don't want you to yeah, transfer. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to give you the space and the time that you need to sort out what you need to sort out, and yep. then we'll go from there. So day-to-day in your current role, mm. how does the chit affect you? Does that... Does that restrict you on a yeah. day-to-day basis? Oh, yep. not so much day-to-day. I mean, you remember, like, you don't go out and do shoots all the time and yeah. stuff like that. But my position at work is a is a is a driver and a crew commander, so it's affecting me like going out and taking cars, just simple things like taking cars out to the workshop and stuff like that. So I you can't, can't do that, that now. Okay, I can't do that. And like, as simple as driving a car to one yeah. place to another. Um, so when you're told, or when you were told, yeah. hey we got some issues here and this is what's going to happen. Yeah. What went through your head at that Mate, time? I was just like, my career's over. My life is fucked. Yep. Like, I was, just, I was just like, all I was running through my mind is like, what the fuck else am I going to do? Like, I didn't finish high school. The military is basically all I've known. Yep. Um, if, and if, you know. Hey, well, hang on, mate. You, fuck, you do know how to sling some letters around. <laughs> you were a postman, so don't write yeah, yourself yeah, off, yeah. all right? Always fall back on that, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, like, because I remember you, you called me after you had the medical appointment and mm. I could tell you did not sound good no. at all. And then when you told me, I got angry because I'm like, this is the last thing you do to someone, you know, you don't isolate them. Because I'm assuming you would have felt isolated. Absolutely, because 100%. Because you, you want to do, you know, you know, in the army, you work in small teams, you're around ammunition, you're around vehicles all the time. You get told, hey, we're pretty much going to isolate you yeah. for your own safety, for everyone's safety, so yeah. you can get better. But the soldier in you... Yeah. Goes, oh, I shouldn't have fucking said anything at all. Yeah, because it's straight up, I'm like, fuck, I've let everyone down. Mm. Like, I, I'm not going to, yeah, I've, that, that was the main thing that's run through my I'm, I've got to go back to work now. And it's not so bad because I knew the hierarchy knew what I was going through. So they knew what was going on. But then there was everyone else that I work with that doesn't know what's going on. And you feel like they're. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, Cluppy, can you go out and uh, go pick that vehicle up from Amberley? I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, why? What's up? Oh, yeah. I just can't at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, it's it. I've a lot of people now at work know. Like, it's been a few weeks now, and I've got a lot more comfortable talking about it yep. and whatnot. And I'm fucking again so lucky with where where I work that the guys are pretty understanding about what's going on. So. Yeah. But, Which is good because I remember when when I was in, you know, if someone was on a chit. 
and I'm guilty of doing it. You know, yeah. someone produced a shit, and they're yeah. like, oh, we're doing PT, and oh, I can't, I, you know, I can't run you, motherfucker. I'm like, warm up and join in, yeah. do PT. You know, yeah. you, you know, don't be a linger. Like, yeah, just exactly. do it. So that mentality, even if you know, obviously there's heaps of people where, Jesus, what's going on there? When really you can't do something. Yeah. But the mentality is, ah, oh, he's weak, or ah, oh, he's putting it on. But it's good that it's progressed, and you're seeing it now that. People are understanding. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope it's a it, it's an army wide culture, or you know, maybe it's just my, like how good my unit is. I don't know. Or maybe yeah. I'm just lucky, but I, I hope it's a it's an army wide culture of that. I hope so. Well, you're out of the infantry now. For yeah. Anyone who doesn't know, so I I've, obviously I don't know. We'll have to talk to Vitz later on, but I'd feel like infantry may not have progressed that that much just because the. The role of the job exactly, I and the type either. of people. I, I, I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> Stop winking at me, Shane. I, all right. No, but yeah. So I, I get, I get well, why you were that, worried. I think that just comes down to 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 the management and like having good a good sergeant and good secos. Um, they're the ones that drive it, drive that culture. Yeah. Um, so. You know, you, you can have you, you you know from the higher ups and the big wigs, you can you can put in place as many programs as you want. Of um, this is how we want things to go, but unless you've got the right people in those positions to enable those things to happen, yeah. Because the army is very good at you know at making things. Um, I, I feel available to us like options, psychiatric and rehab and physio and all those kinds of things. But I think sometimes where the blockage is is um, in those management roles. Yeah, and how. Internally, people are, think they're going to be perceived. Oh, absolutely! Without, you know, that's a, that's the main hurdle. Yeah, you know? so like, and the best thing, the thing that has worked out in my favour has been being so honest with my with my boss because he's turned around and said to me like, because he knows that that's one of my biggest drivers is mm. not letting everyone down. He's like, you're not letting anyone down. It's fine because one of the other guys was meant to go on course straight after Hamill, and. You know, going straight from Hamill, not having any time off, going into a four-month promotion course. Yep. If I was out there, he could have come back for two weeks prior to that and then, you yep. know, had a bit of time with his family before he took off. And so I feel guilty about that. But he's like, look, he's going outfield anyway. It's not – you're not letting anyone down. It's fine. Yeah. So they've been um, really, really, really good about it. Can I ask you – you don't – you can tell me to go fuck myself if you want or not answer the question. <laughs> Obviously, when we got out at the same time, 2013, mm. you went into the post service. From conversations, I knew that wasn't going to last because you, you, you basically said to me, I don't know anything else. Got back in the army. You know, how everything's going now. Mm. Do you still enjoy it? I love it. Um, and I've found that recently in the last two weeks, the further down this path I go of seeking treatment and trying to get it sorted, the, uh, the obstacles that I had at the start of the year where I was losing all interest in work are starting to break down a bit. Like I'm actually forcing myself to get more involved with it and, and where before I was like starting to contemplate discharging again and stuff like that, I'm starting to see, um, again, the possibility of like the reasons why I got back in, the reasons why yeah. I enjoyed the job that... Um, I, I honestly, if you discharge, like let's say in the next 12 months you decide to discharge, I would worry about you. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. Um, it would. It wouldn't be a good move for me to make because part of my problem is um, trying to figure out. Or what I stress the most about is having purpose and meaning in my life. Yeah, and and that's why I think I've been jumping jobs a fair bit in the last 
six years is has been a part of that and so me constantly hopping job and job trying to find um purpose and meaning is i'm starting to realize that that's i'm not going to get that mm. and what i need to do is get back to um is learn how to have relationships with people again instead of pushing everyone away because that's my issue with my partner that's been an issue with all of uh i'm, I'm sure you vids kurt have probably gone through a similar thing where you just you know we live so far away or even if we don't live that far away like it's like it's too much of an effort to catch up and yeah that then i don't want to burden them with my issues and things like that so you push you push everyone away and um learning to uh trying to learn how to keep in touch and develop redevelop those relationships again is where i think i'm going to then be able to get over um what i'm going through because like my drinking is cut back a fair bit now the frequency mm. but my intake when i do drink is still fucking ridiculous yeah um and the more and more i'm starting to realize like i've always known i've had a bit of a problem with it but like to actually accept that and to like start to actually think in terms of like fuck i might actually even have to give this up like because it's so closely tied tied to my identity of how i see myself and how i my coping mechanism how i can just engage with other people mm. and it's not fucking healthy like it's 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 no. bad and i see i've been around you numerous times where you drink to that level and there's this change in you where you get like really really aggressive not yeah. physically yeah. oh there was a time you challenged Kurt to fight show me some honor where you, yeah, show me some honor then you just had to take your clothes off and fight out on the grass but apart from that yeah you know you just like there's a certain point and i see it and yeah, i've seen it many anzac days where i don't know you, you start verbally attacking people and you just like to get a rise out of them and i'm like uh there's yeah. something going on here yeah. And it's always when you're drinking to excess. And like lots of people do it, but there's something about it when you do it where I'm like, oh, there's a real issue here. Yeah, because there's a tipping point. There's a tipping point where I I think actually start to allow myself to, or that, that filter's gone, so I start to actually feel emotions and things like that, where, where I think generally day to day, I, what's the word? Um, disconnect or, or disassociate kind of myself from my, how I'm feeling. Yep, and I, and that's one of the issues that I'm having with in in my therapy is I because I, I treat it as like an intellectual exercise where I'm trying to analyze myself at the same time instead of processing the emotions that I'm feeling. Yep. So I'll just be sitting there in therapy and I'll be like, okay, well I'm doing A, B, and C, and I think it's because of this, that, and the other, which isn't really it's not getting me anywhere. Yeah. What I need to do and what I just started to do is like, okay, well fuck it, this is what happened to me today, and then I try as much as possible, and it's pretty early days, but I'm trying to like, just talk it out and like, cause my thing is I don't want to sound like a, like I'm whinging, but that's what kind of what I need to do. Yeah. Cause that's going to allow me to understand what I'm feeling, which I think is my, my issue. And why yeah. when I get to that stage, when I drink it, all of a sudden like, boom, it just fucking overflows and all the anger and rage <laughs> that I have inside of me that I internalize onto myself, then starts to become projected onto the world around me. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've seen that in you many times. <laughs> and finding other things to cope, like you said before we started recording, the um, you want to get out more and look for hobbies, more distractions. Yeah. Is that, do you know what you want to do? Oh, mate. Like, there, I've got so many little things that 
pique my interest, like with the philosophy and psychology, like I want to go and do blacksmithing courses. That I reckon that'd be Fucking, interesting, man. That's out of left field. Oh, dude, my missus cracks the shits because I'll get into bed and um, <laughs> I won't take the headphones <laughs> in with me. And she comes in out of the shower and all she needs is this tink, tink, <laughs> like just watching someone just banging on a piece of metal on an anvil. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, for me, it's so... Ah, therapeutic. <laughs> it is, it, dude. It's so soothing. It's like mesmerizing watching it and whatnot. And you know, most, most guys just watch Pornhub, but, uh, <laughs> you know, blacksmith videos, if that's your thing, mate. <laughs> no, Madison gets cranky and I do that in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we need to find you something to do. Can't just play video games well, all yeah, the time. Yeah, that's it. And like, I think one of the other main reasons I want to do that is for for this podcast is be able to have like experiences. Experiences. I mean, yeah. like, like today, like taking an Uber over to your place. Um, I was dreading it because obviously I was like, "Fuck, that's that's an hour and ten minute drive in an Uber, and I'm gonna have to talk. This guy's gonna want to talk, and, <laughs> and <laughs> that's a pain in my ass." So, <laughs> but you know, like obviously I'm a bit scared off at first, but once I started talking to the guy, like. What an interesting guy! Like he's talking about working, like he's an electrical engineer in, in for a city contract for the South African Teammate, Army. I've been telling you for years. People can be interesting. They Being social can. is a good thing. <laughs> Don't be miserable all I the know, time. I know. Yeah. So, but it's like <laughs> when we went to Ireland. Yes. Yes. And before we were planning this big Europe trip and. I remember you when we were packing our stuff, you're like, mate, I'm probably not going to come back. I know I'm going to love it over there. I'm probably going to, while we're there, I'll see if I can find a job somewhere to stay. We fly in, night one, we're out. These are my people. Yeah, these are going to be my people, you know. I'm going to, I'm just a, a journeyman. <laughs> night one, we get out, the second pub we're in, you're like, fuck this, mate. I just want to go back, back to the hotel and sleep. This isn't for me. And I had to like physically grab you and go, oi, stop being miserable. This is what you wanted. These are your people. I thought you were going to move here and get a job. And you're like, oh, no, there's too many people. They're getting in my way. And I had to, like, shake you out of it and go, this is travelling, mate. Yeah. And then you loved it. Oh, mate, yeah. I mean, that was the one of the best experiences of my life, like, mm. Temple Bar. How good oh, the Temple Bar. Shout out to the Temple Bar. Oh. We've got to do that again. Absolutely. Well, that's what I want to do with my long service. I'm going to take Madison uh, travelling for, for a few months and... Spend as much time as possible in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, take take me with you. Oh, please come. But um, just uh, get the in-laws to look after Boston green stickers <laughs> for and, a month. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. But apart from all that stuff, mate, how's everything else been? You've been good, man. A lot. You had yeah. your birthday the other day. Cheers, man. Thirty. No, twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Quite, oh no, fuck! Yeah, I always think you're the same age as me. No, you know, you were always the older and wiser one. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I turn thirty next week, but we're having our joint birthday party slash dinner tonight. Obviously, see, I'm, I'm now I'm 30. Mm. I do feel old. Well, you should, mate. How old is Boston now? <laughs> oh, mate, over 18 months now. But I, like I was telling you before, because uh, I'm dad lifing now and turning 30, mm. like I'm definitely old. Mm. And I was out yesterday, Kmart. I'm like, yep, ooh, we've got to buy some new threads for uh, going out. I'm in Kmart, why not? <laughs> Remember the days we used to shop oh, at David right. Jones and Marks? After the, um, yeah, when we got back from our deployment, we were all cashed up. Cashed up. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I need a new set of shoes. Hang on, let me go back to the console and count my coins. <laughs> but yeah, I'm in the shops yesterday. So I'm like, yeah, I need some new clothes. You know, got to, you know turn a 30 birthday party. Got to, got to wear something nice. So picked up like a, a new jumper. I'm like, oh yeah, the kids are wearing this. There's Roman numerals on it. Must be pretty trendy. I'm like, oh yeah, black skinny jeans. Got them. Oh yeah, I need new shoes, white shoes. I'm seeing them everywhere on Instagram. God. Put them on. I'm like, 
stop dressing like a fucking dickhead, mate. Like, this isn't you. So get something more respectable. If you would have been standing at the front of your house when I pulled up, I would have thought the Uber driver took me to the wrong place. Like, <laughs> holy shit, all you'd be seeing was a gold chain. I don't know. Well, I'll put that on tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, you looking forward to tonight? Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, I was anxious about it. Like, but, Why? Oh, it's just social interaction. It's fucked No, oh, you and fucking social interaction. <laughs> What do you, what what do you mean, mate? I mean, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Good. I love when I call you, like, when we're planning to do more podcast episodes. And finally, when I think I got you in a good space, you're like, oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know about this. Oh, I'm nervous again. Like, what do you... It's just you and me talking. I oh, know, it's good. Like, no, I've it a couple of copies. It's therapeutic. Yeah. Are you starting to feel old yet? Feeling old? Yeah. yeah physically? Yeah. Yeah. Are you noticing any differences? Yeah, I think I told you that. I was at work the other day and I had to jump over a fence. And no, I like, didn't. Did I? Oh, no, I well, there's this like fence like, we couldn't get through. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll jump over. And the bloke's like, all right, I'll um, jump on my back and jump over. And I'm like, righto. And I've like got to the top of the fence and I'm like, oh, me hammy. <laughs> oh, fuck. I've cramped up at the top of the fence. I'm like, Jesus, what? I used to leap through these, over these things. Yeah, like that. Bloody Cottonwool Cops, mate. Cotton, Cottonwool Cops. <laughs> But like, yeah, physically, but that's because I don't get to train anymore. Yeah. My interests, like... Well, I suppose between you and, and, and stickers and your, and your shift work, like... Oh, mate. You'd have to, you'd struggle to get to the, um, the gym. Oh, mate, never, like, I always plan it and then, because she's back full time, so we've got to plan, someone's got to do a morning shift, someone's got to do an afternoon shift, mm. so they can always be looking after boss and if he's not at daycare, like, we hardly see each other. And there's the sleep deprivation and mm. yeah, man, like I hardly ever get to go to the gym. Yeah. So yeah, physically I'm feeling older. Yeah. And I don't know, like my interest now, because I don't really get to do anything. I'd rather just any, any free time, I'm like, oh, let's just sit home and watch Netflix. Yeah. Like a night off for me and the missus now is, oh, let's get takeaway and watch Netflix. That's it. <laughs> what about you? Well, you, cause you're still pretty active cause you're still in the army and everything. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more my own fault because I'll have stretches where I won't do anything. I'll become quite inactive. And yeah. I mean, I did my first PT session in, I think it was close to two weeks on Wednesday. And man, I'm still, I'm like, you might have known, I'm limping around a little bit because I've still got DOMS. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but like, because I don't want to look like a, a shit cunt in front of everyone, like, I've got to make sure I'm doing, you know, more than everyone else. And then like, yeah, yeah, no, that was well, good. And then I'll go into the shower, I'm like, you're the veteran. Fuck. You're the veteran yeah. out of everyone. So you, you're still smoking. Yeah, mate. Of course. Yeah, how's that going? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, good. Have you dropped the number or? Nah, it's weird actually. Like, if while I'm at work, it's like a chimney, and I don't know why. But then I'll come home, not I, I won't have like over a weekend. I'll go a whole weekend without smoking or anything. And I don't think it's because it's not that I'm stressed out at work or anything like that. But um, I think it's just being around other people that smoke. Yeah, see, so I don't have any of that. In the police, like, no one smokes. Oh, what, can you smoke in uniform? Well, not, like, not in public. Not in public. Well, see, it's, I don't know anyone that smokes. Yeah, right. So, That's like, weird. there are people that smoke, but they normally wait till they're at the station. They do go they to the vape? back of the station. Do they vape? Oh, I haven't seen anyone vape. No. Well, they wouldn't do it publicly anyway, <laughs> due to the public shaming. <laughs> but now, like, if someone smokes, and this is where, like, the world's gone now, mm. of how people don't like people who smoke. If someone goes, oh, I'm just going out for a smoke, everyone's like, Ugh. Oh, fuck, mate, you can't even change your baby's nappy. Well, then, yeah. without having to ask them for consent. <laughs> that just came out yesterday. There's that too. It's so good. I, I, I asked Boston and he told me to go fuck myself. It was really weird. They grow up so quick. So quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm trying to, because uh, obviously that shit, that's some of the shit that rolls me up, but. Yeah, I know it does. It, I, well, do you remember when I used to, I used to go to your room? This was after I'd wake you up from you drinking all yeah. night. And because I like to watch the news just to see what's going on. I'll put the Today yeah, Show on. Today. And you just go on that rant every morning. I'm like, what would you, oh, oh, this mainstream media. You, know, you were saying fake news before Donald Trump was yeah, around. Mate. I was like, shut up, mate. I just want to see the footy scores. Is it a crime? How good's Carl? Okay. <laughs> How good's Carl stepping over? You're in love with him. He's still good. No. Um, well, mate, should we wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, another good episode. Good catching up. We'll um, hopefully enjoy tonight. Hopefully get you out, be a bit social. I know you said you've already said you're not going to drink that much, but we'll see how we yeah, go. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Well, mm. I've got yeah, I've got to I've got to be a little bit. Better. I've got to get better. You do. All right, mate. Well, until next time. We'll gotcha. talk, see you, bro.